This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, about 40 minutes ago, the cruise ship, the Crown Princess, left Vancouver Harbour and is making its way to Victoria, where it'll dock uh, till tomorrow. It'll eventually make its way back to Los Angeles from there. Now, the departure of the Crown Princess marks the end of the 2022 cruise ship season here in Vancouver. The Port of Vancouver welcomed, uh, where we are told, a record 306 cruise ship visits in 2022, an increase of 6% uh, from uh, 2019, which is pre-COVID. Now, good news for sure, but there are challenges before the industry as well. Joining me now is Barry Penner, legal counsel for the Cruise Line International Association. Barry, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's good to be here. So your sense of uh, our synopsis, I guess, of the year, uh, the overall numbers, uh, when you look at them, a 6% increase in regards to cruise ships in uh, from 2022 compared to 2019 pre-COVID, 306 cruise ships visiting. The numbers on surface look good. Is 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 the industry doing as well as the numbers say? Well, it's certainly a lot better than it was the last two years when, of course, we had no ships in Vancouver or British Columbia or all of Canada, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why that's important is until the pandemic hit, uh, Cruise was contributing over $4 billion to the Canadian economy and supporting 30,000 jobs across the country with 17,000 of those jobs right here in British Columbia. So when the cruise ship industry came to a grinding halt and then Canada wouldn't let it restart last year, uh, that meant those 17,000 jobs were gone in British Columbia. So we had a big order in front of us to get uh, get things reorganized, get supply chains uh, sorted out, including employees, importantly, to staff up the ships. Uh, and to go from a standing start to having 306 ships uh, enter the port of Vancouver and leave again uh, was a tall order, but uh, I'm pleased to see that we were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, while the number of ships was a record number, though it's still important to note the total number of passengers was still down by about 300,000 passengers, decrease from 2019. So a lot better than nothing, but it's still a ways to go to recover to 2019. You're confident you can make those numbers up uh, in regards to the um, 815,000 passengers? Uh, uh, I think they're 1.1 1. 1 in 2019. How long do you think it'll take before those numbers can be made up? Is it, or is it a case of a one year or it could be longer? Well, I, I'm sure the hope uh, from our industry uh, members, there's different cruise lines, of course, uh, they're all hoping for the best for next year. Uh, but I suspect that it may still be a, a bit of a reach to get back completely to 2019. But then again, with more stops than in 2019, it might be achievable. Overall, we're seeing a, a gradual return to normalcy in terms of occupancy levels on the ships um, as, uh, as everyone is adjusted to the, the world that we're in. What type of competition um, is the Vancouver, um, is the city of Vancouver facing when it comes to south of the border? I think specifically of Seattle, uh, maybe even Alaska. Can you give a sense of what the competition in regards to attracting these vessels is like at the moment? Uh, well, of course, we can never take our eye off the ball as a home port here in Vancouver. Um, but Vancouver has some tremendous strengths and uh, opportunities for reaching the Alaska market. 
But it is important to note that just over 20 years ago, there were zero regularly scheduled cruises out of Seattle to Alaska. And uh, now they've essentially caught up with Vancouver. And depending on what numbers you look at, uh, they may have actually surpassed Vancouver in terms of the number of ships or a number of passengers. It depends on, again, whose statistics you look at. But uh, anyway, they've gone from a standing start of zero to uh, being very, very much competitive with Vancouver. And do you see those numbers in Seattle continuing to move uh, upward uh, and to the point where it surpasses Vancouver or it's a real threat to Vancouver? I, I suspect uh, the, Seattle, the port of Seattle-Tacoma uh, is hoping to see continued growth. Um, and I, I suspect the industry is also looking to grow where they can and where they're welcome. Um, but exactly what uh, the future forecasts are for that port, I, I can't say. Um, what are the other concerns in regards to whether it be taxation, government, um, international concerns, regards to boundaries or anything like that? What are the challenges before the industry for its expansion continuing, continuing here in, in, in Vancouver and British Columbia? There's a whole range of things. You've touched on, on a number of them that all go into considerations about where to deploy the ships. Ships are mobile, and uh, their job is to carry passengers to where they're welcome. So the ships do get redeployed from time to time to different markets uh, in response. For example, cruising started in the United States in 2021. It, it resumed after the pandemic, but they weren't allowed to come to Canada. So those ships deployed elsewhere. Uh, this year, uh, many of them returned to Vancouver, uh, but many factors go into it beyond just being allowed to enter the waters. There's taxation, as you mentioned. There's airlift capacity and the price of flying people in and out of Vancouver versus Seattle. Uh, it's often said that uh, for American passengers, it's easier to fly to Seattle than to get into Vancouver. There's just simply more flights that are available. Uh, and those flights are more competitive going into Seattle, and therefore, most of the time, those prices are lower for the airfare. Uh, passengers tend to look at the overall cost of their vacation, not just one component. So we have to keep our eye on that that issue about airlift capacity into Vancouver and our comparative costs. Um, when I look at the cruise ships coming in downtown Vancouver, uh, when they empty out, and all folks are out spending money, speaks to the impact the industry has uh, on our economy. Uh, let's just say this continued growth occurs. Has there been any talk of uh, other berths in and around the Lower Mainland that may have to be built to, to accommodate all of this? Certainly what we've seen overall is a trend to larger ships, and there are now a certain class of ships or category of cruise ships that are not able to uh, easily get under Lionsgate Bridge. Uh, so those ships uh, often get homeported in Seattle simply because uh, it's more challenging to homeport them in Vancouver. Uh, I know the Port of Vancouver has been doing some analysis and studies to look at potential alternatives to a, a cruise port perhaps outside of the downtown harbor uh, in order to avoid the necessity of going underneath Lionsgate Bridge, which has a, a height restriction. And, and there's no specific location at this point yet that they've uh, focused, that, that they're focusing on. I know that they've looked at a couple of different options um, and just which one exactly they're zeroing in on. I'll, I'll leave that to the port of Vancouver to discuss, but I know that, their communications to us throughout the pandemic was that they, although obviously the pandemic uh, took some of the pressure off short term, that they are still uh, actively considering uh, where to place a new terminal. Hmm. 
Well, it uh, has been a pretty good year if you look at the overall vessels coming into to um, uh, to Vancouver. Three hundred and six uh, cruise ship visits in twenty twenty two, an increase of six percent. But as you say, uh, still not the same amount of passengers compared to twenty nineteen, which was a one point one million and just over eight hundred thousand now. Uh, but it's still um, great to see a recovery that is quite significant, and, and hopefully those numbers continue to go in the direction that we all want to, which is up and up, uh, which helps our industry and our economy as well. Barry, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jazz. Anytime.